Today's episode of Dipping Milk and Cookies is brought to you by A Gentleman's Outlook. Alright, welcome to another awesome episode of Dipping Milk and Cookies, the podcast for two best buds try to figure out this thing we call life using friends, guests, and microphones. Guys, come one, come all. I am your host, Garrett, the Cookie Commander Smith. With me, as always, my partner in crime, bestie OG of OGs, Mr. Michael, the Master Milker, Segovia. Goddamn right. What's up, pimpin'? Not much, man. What's up with you? A whole hell of a lot. A whole heck of a lot. We're going to jump into it right now. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week there, everybody. So, I know I know, nine times out of ten nobody really gives a shit, but this is just more therapeutic for me because I frankly can't deal with the bullshit anymore. I've, I've done my very best to, to keep my goddamn mouth shut. But hitherto shall come, but no further. I can't, I can't do it anymore. So... Um, so if you guys don't know what the deal is in the band reflection of flesh, we had to release or we had to get rid of our previous singer, Mr. Dustin moon. And ever since then, there's been a whole lot of fucking bullshit, a whole lot of shit talk coming from his camp towards us. And I basically just wanted to preface this episode with the truth. All right. And I want you guys to understand we have nothing, the band, me, Chris, Phil, we have literally nothing to gain from lying about any of, uh, any of, the, this, any of the situation. So I just want to be explicitly clear with that before I even start talking. Now, guys, obviously, when you join a band, especially if you've been in the band for more than four years, the end game is to tour. Call me crazy. That's what we all talked about. That's what we all agreed upon from the jump. Ooh, excuse me, was to be touring. Now, as the years went on, you know, obviously you got to put in your dues. You got to you got to fucking grind out those those small local shows and whatnot. But eventually, if you play your cards right, if you're doing the right things, if you're putting yourself in the right position, you should level up a little bit so that you could start actually doing real tours. We had hired a management company to represent us so that we didn't have to worry about booking shows anymore because it, it really is stressful booking shows, promoting shows, and then playing the shows on top of it, it can be, it can be a whole hell of a lot. And, you know, obviously big name bands, they're not, they're not booking the shows themselves. They have representation. So that's what we did. We, we hired a management company a couple years back. And while we had this management company like working for us, and again, we're paying them good money, decent money to, 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 to book these tours, these tour packages and whatnot. We kept getting offered tour packages like decent tour packages uh we got five offers and we had to turn every single one of them down because of dusty okay everybody in the band was on the same page except for dustin now again i'm not here to shit talk because that's just i'm not going to lower myself to his fucking level uh i'm here to just explain the situation that it was strictly business and it was nothing personal yet he thinks for whatever reason that i am the fucking i am I'm the guy that caused it all, which he's got, a, you know, we have history. We played in a band before and he thinks that I was the one that fucking, you know, fucked him again, you know, or fucked him the first time. 
I, it couldn't be further from the truth. It really couldn't be. I, and I'm just, I'm starting to realize just how fucking delusional the man really is. And it's sad. It's sad because we, we have been friends and we, we do have history and I've, I've had a bunch of really great times with that guy and it, it does bum me out. But at the same time, I can't, I cannot condone or abide the behavior that, that he's been displaying over the last nine months, you know, since we, since we let him go. So again, not being able to do the tours, wasting money, essentially just throwing that money away, just wiping our ass with it and throwing it down the toilet. Uh, it eventually got to a head. We couldn't do that anymore. So we said, Dusty, you have to leave. We just, we don't feel comfortable in your ability to do the job anymore. Uh, you're, you're showing up to practice more and more drunk, which again, dude, that's your life. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. And God damn it, Dusty. I hope you're listening. You motherfucker. I'm telling you right now, dude, we would never ever told you how to live your life ever. We just wanted you to understand where we were coming from. You, I, and like I was trying to explain to you the other night before you fucking freaked out and put hands on me, I was trying to explain to you that I understand that you're working on your third marriage. The other two didn't work out so well because of music, okay? It got in the fucking way. I understand that you value that because Danielle is perfect for you. She is, I mean, I, <laughs> I never met the other two, but Danielle is your carbon copy. She definitely that's your, that's your partner in crime, man. There's no qualms about it. And I really like Danielle. And that's the other thing. She's screaming at my face saying that we're talking shit about her. Like nobody is talking shit about anybody. Nobody. That's the whole point. We've been quiet. We've been silent this entire fucking time specifically because we didn't want anything to come back to us because there's, I'm getting really, I'm, I'm getting fucking amped up again. There's no reason. There's no reason. Once, once we let Dusty go, it was, that was it. That was it. We had fucking other, thing to, other things to focus on, other things to worry about, like finding another singer and then eventually prepping Phil to be the singer. Now, with, uh, with Dusty, you know, making the choice of, like, just staying with the comfy job, you know, doing, spending time with his wife, again, that's your prerogative, bro. That's, and nobody's here to tell you otherwise. If that's what you want to do, because truth be told, he is a local legend. He's a heavy hitter in the local scene. He's been doing this shit for fucking 15 plus years down here. It only makes sense. You get comfy. You like where you're at. Of course. But understand, and I've said this on more than one occasion to everybody in that fucking jam room, nothing grows in a comfort zone. Nothing. It's physically impossible for something to like progress in a comfort zone. Like, of course, everybody's going to fucking love the comfy shit. Who doesn't like a nice wear a pair of sweatpants on a fucking cool day? It's comfortable. Yeah. But guess what? You're probably not going to get out of the house and do anything that day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, again, nobody was trying to tell him how to live his life, even though it seems like that's exactly what he feels and that's what he stresses. Uh, It just, it was, again, it was just business, man. And and I tried to be civil, even at Paul's birthday party. He he was there with fucking, with Trisha and and Goldberg, which by the way, Goldberg, Marty, homeboy, you should have heard all the shit that that motherfucker was talking about you in the jam space while we were a band, dog. You better fucking think real long and hard on who you call your friend, because that dude was trashing your name hard, hard, (laughs) super hard. So I'll just leave it at that. You can ask him about that shit. Uh, But I I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, Paul's, Paul's birthday party. He tried to fucking talk to me like we were all buddy-buddy again. And I told him, like, dude, there's nothing to say. I have nothing to say to you. There really isn't anything you should say to me. 
let's just let's just go our separate ways. It's, it was a, it was it was an amicable split, I thought, because like, dude, we weren't demanding much. We we've been doing this for four almost four and a half years now, Dusty. We're paying out of our ass for this management company to like represent us to do these tours. And we can't, we have to keep saying no, because you're either a, you're scared or B you're just comfy. And again, dude, that's your fucking life. That's your choice. But if you're going to make that choice, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, you got to make a decision and dog. I would have fuck. I would have supported whatever you decided. But you pushed us, and you pushed us to the point where we had to decide for you. And unfortunately, we all know how that went. Now, when we when we got rid of Dusty, we 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 again covered our fucking bases because we're trying to be professional. We're trying to do the big thing. We're trying to be an actual band that actually goes. And I'm not trying to say that there aren't bands out there that are doing the same fucking thing. Don't take don't take it out of context. But legally standing, legally, we wanted to make sure that everything was copacetic. So when Dusty left, we all signed a separation agreement. And the, the one of the underlying things, right at the bottom of that fucking that contract, was the fact that Dusty, because we all know Dusty. We all know that he's got a big fucking mouth. He always talks shit. Whenever he doesn't get his way, he always starts crying. So we knew that that was going to be a thing. We put it in that separation agreement saying, like, you can't slander us, dude. There's nothing to slander. Like you're just salty. You're you're fucking you're salty, you're vindictive, and you're pissed off and you're trying to get back at the band in any way, shape, form, yeah, any way you can. And like again, it wasn't that much of a surprise. But it's just like, dude, when he screams at us about stealing lyrics, like, bro, I can think like fucking Van Halen, Motley Crue. That's like, dude, is. like seriously, how many fucking of these big wig bands have had sing like vocalist changes, but they're still the same fucking song? The songs are licensed and copyrighted through the fucking band. Like, dude, I, what you can't understand about about that is ridiculous. And there is no say, there is no say of not paying him out on anything that he's owed for those for those albums. Right. Like, again, we're trying to do this as legally as possible. So, yeah, of course, Dustin's entitled to any of that money. Right. However, with that separation agreement, with him fucking constantly, constantly trashing the band. Like, dude, that's it's gonna fuck him in the end run. And the one thing that he doesn't understand, which is so fucking funny, he's forty, like fucking forty-five years old. The man puts everything on social media. He blocks all of his enemies, and then he still posts all the shit posting. Dog, I we see everything, everything. Do you honestly think you're the only fucking person in Walker's Point that is that aren't friends with us? Like. It's it's so fucking recklessly delusional. It's crazy. It's craziness. It's absolutely craziness. And again, I can understand being salty. I got, I've been kicked out of bands before, you know, like mm. back in the day, right before we played the rave, I got kicked out of that band. Like, and that was devastating. Mm. Absolutely devastating. But dude, I got over it. Who replaced you? Uh, it was, well, no, and nobody really replaced me. It just Hantula went and started singing for veracity oh okay okay essentially <clears throat> so it was bar and sack and yeah and uh meatball uh Zizzo. but uh but yeah anyways i'm just i'm i'm frankly i'm just sick of it i'm really fucking sick of it man like we're supposed to be adults yeah we're supposed to be adults right like this is high school petty bullshit that frankly i don't have time for because we do have bigger fish to fucking fry it's that simple like we are trying to do stuff like dude and we are doing stuff that's the best part like I, I want I want it to be explicitly clear right now. 
we are doing everything we can to get the next album out so that we can effectively scrub Dusty from the existence of the band. Because fuck you, fuck you, dude. You, you have not only disgraced the band, but you have disgraced your name hard, hard, hard. And again, a lot of these fucking people that are your so-called friends, guess what, dude? They like us better. <laughs> and it's that simple. So, like, again, you enjoy your drinks enjoy your life with your wife and with Danielle. I really, frankly, I do wish you guys the best. You, everybody deserves to be happy, but understand, dude, you were messing with our money. You're messing with our future and you're messing with the stability of the band, which we all couldn't deal with anymore. We couldn't deal with it. Like every single day, every single fucking practice was always walking on eggshells around dusty. Cause we didn't know how bad of a fucking day he had like dude, bitches about working 10 hour days. Like buddy, I, me and Chris collectively, like we both work 12 hour days on the regular. Like Chris works 16 hour days. Sometimes nobody's trying to hear any of that shit right now. We all work. We all don't like our jobs. We come here to, to, to digress. We come yeah. here to relieve the stress and all it's all, all that's happening is we're getting out. We're just getting stressed out even more because of your bullshit. And it's just like, dude, Uncompromising. That was the that was the other thing. Just unfucking compromising. We tried to give him a suggestion, like, "Hey, man, can you try it like this?" No, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, all right. And you're trying to fucking cram ten pounds of shit into a five pound fucking bag. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So yeah, like, I, dude, I'm just, I'm sorry, you guys. Like, this is not, this is not me. I don't like being this guy. But after last night, and everything that's that's happened and transpired since then, all the fucking crazy bullshit that this guy is saying on fucking socials it just i had i had to say something i like and honestly again there's no reason for us to lie like absolutely not you can ask phil you can ask chris you can ask me any time of the week any fucking time of the week we will give you the same exact fucking story verbatim from all the way across the board because again it's the fucking truth it's the truth like the dude it's just it's fucking sad like i at first i was mad now it's just like, I pity him. I just, it's more empathetic now. Like, dude, I, I don't understand it because again, he's fucking 10 years older than me, man. Like, bro, fucking calm down. Just calm down. You, you, you fucking, you got soft kid. That's what happened, man. And it's okay. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. It's going to happen to me one day. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to everybody. But bro, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. You got to fucking let it go, man, because no good's going to come from it, because I'll tell you that right now, like, and that's the thing, Chris has always been the fucking, the one to keep everybody calm, Chris has always been the guy to just say, guys, it's not worth it, just fucking relax, let him do his thing, I'm telling you right now, Chris is starting to get pissed, and when that guy starts getting mad, shit starts moving, it st shit starts happening, and like, I'm just saying, it's going to get worse, Dusty, so just please, just let it go. Just let it go. And even if you're not listening to this, I know somebody who knows you is. Fucking tell him to let it go. Just drop this shit. Just drop it. Like, dude, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. At all. At all. <laughs> At all. You know? And, it, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not here. Again, I'm not fucking threatening anybody by any means. I'm just saying, man. Like, you're, you're embarrassing yourself. That's what, essentially. I'm trying to save you from yourself, Dusty. Because you seem to, to just drink yourself into a stupor and you can't even fucking hold a, an adult conversation. That's, I should have known fucking better. I should have known better, honestly, uh, to go there on a Friday night. 
I fucking I lose track of the days because I work so goddamn much and just didn't even realize it until I was walking in the door and it was just like ah fuck. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, let me just get this drink, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here, but no, couldn't do that, couldn't do that, tried to have a, an adult conversation, but he was shithouse wasted, and Dan- Danielle's in her fucking GLD, like, uniform, so I know they came from the bar that she works at, so, like, dude, again, it's, it's fucking sad, it's sad, truthfully, it's, it's a bummer. Because he is one of the original members. He is one of the founding members. You know, him, Chris, and, and Radish, like, they were the ones that started the band. And it's so sad. It's so sad that he's not here for the ride. Because it, it's going to get gnarly. It's, it's ramping up in a big fucking way. And, frankly, I do I want him here? No. No. Does he deserve to be there? Absolutely not. Should he be there? Maybe. 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 And it's just like, dude, you could have. We gave you ample opportunity so many fucking chances to do the right thing and again even if you didn't want to like just to do the right thing guys i can't do it eric our one of our bass players like he saw the trajectory of what we were projecting for or what we were shooting for and he before we even fucking loaded anything up he's like guys i can't do it i'm sorry like i just i don't want to fuck you guys i don't want to waste your time but like this is getting you guys are gonna do something that i'm not prepared to do Mm-hmm. I got to step out. I got to bow out, <clears throat> bro. I have nothing but respect for Eric Johnson like that. That's how a man fucking handles business. Like, dude, I can't do this. Okay. No problem. Thanks for the heads up, bro. Before we start booking all these fucking shows. Thank you for saying that to us. It's not that fucking hard. Again, nobody's here. Nobody's t- telling you how to live your fucking life, dude. You do what you do. And like more power to you. As long as you're not hurting anybody, more power to you, dog. But yeah, I'm sorry, you guys. I just, I really had to get that shit off my chest. It's really been weighing on my shoulders for a whole, for the year. We kicked them out in January, and it's been this ongoing shit where, like, we just have to deal with this unrelenting stream of bullshit that he just keeps spewing towards everybody. And again, we're just trying to be professional. I just keep our fucking mouth shut because we know we're doing things. You're, you're, okay. And go do your side project with the guy that you used to talk shit about. Right, with another band member who's got probably like bigger commitments than another. Yeah, because that's fucking smart. It's ridiculous. It's a, it's a, it's a sad grab at what what once was, uh, and and yeah, just I, again, I apologize, guys, but I had to, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. So, uh, so yeah. With that being said, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Dusty, I wish you all the best, man. I really do, but just you gotta let this shit go, bud. You just got to let it go. It's that simple. It's that simple. And to anybody else who's been wrapped up in this bullshit, like, I apologize. Like, this was never the intention. Like, we wanted to play shows. We wanted to tour. That's it. You can ask any fucking musician, any serious musician, hey, man, what's what's the trick to tour? Or what's the trick to being a musician? Like, what do you want to do? I, I want to tour. Like, I want to put the music out there. Like, <laughs> you can't do that if you're playing the same fucking venues with the same fucking bands every other weekend. It just doesn't happen, people. It's not rocket science. And I'm not saying that we're better than anybody else because there are some fucking rippers in Milwaukee. But it's just like, man, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? I don't get it. I don't get it. And that's why it was just so frustrating the whole time. Just like, Dusty. What aren't you getting about this? Like, dude, it's been two years now. This is the second year with, uh, with this management company. Like, bro, you're making, we're making ourselves look really fucking stupid. 
Like we're just wasting money. This money, if we're not going to play these shows, then we should be investing this money into the band to, to like to better equipment or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. just fucking madness, just madness, absolute madness. Uh, so again, I apologize for the rant, people. Uh, I apologize to again anybody that has been affected by this whole fucking shit storm. Uh, and yeah, again, Dusty, good luck, man. I really do wish you the best, but get some fucking help, dude. Uh. Yeah, with that being said, let's take a quick sponsor break, and then we'll get this fucking rig back on back on the tracks where, where we're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter your preferred style, every man has the ability to be a gentleman. A gentleman's outlook only uses USDA organic ingredients in their handmade soaps, beard balms, lip balms, and solid cologne. They've also taken a step further than their competitors by using an all-eco-friendly packaging with all of their products. Right now, our listeners can get 15% off their entire order with the code DMC15. Be sure to swing by a gentlemansoutlook.com to order now. Welcome to Along the Ride, the podcast made for, of, and by musicians. But no worries if you're not a musician, there's plenty of room on the bus. Join your hosts, well, me, Garrett, the Cookie Commander Smith, guitar player for Milwaukee metal band Reflection of Flesh, and co-host of the podcast Dipping Milk and Cookies, while I get to sit down with some of the biggest names in the underground, local, and national scene. And the coolest thing about it is this podcast will be brought to you exclusively from the road, which should provide a pretty unique insight as to life on the road as a touring musician. So guys, grab a friend, bring some beer, and let's see how crazy things can get along the ride. Alrighty, and welcome back to the program. Moving right along into our friendly neighborhood, Mike. Six pack. Alright, so how the six pack works. Mike and I come into this weekly in the blind. We use questions either generated from the listeners or from our own noodles, but we ask each other our top six favorite of anything and everything we can possibly think of. Sir Michael, would you care to go first or shall I? Uh, you can go first. I've gone first the I was last say, couple. Uh, you have gone first a lot lately. Uh, Mike, I need you to give me your top six favorite ways to relax. Uh, just in complete silence is the biggest one. Like, kids are gone. Jenny's at work. I don't have any TVs on. I'll even keep the windows closed to keep the sound out from the outside. And I'll just go about my day in complete silence. And sometimes that's what I need. Yeah. And that's probably <laughs> the number one. Um, Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> I like to... Um, put on a paranormal show and play my my zombie rpg game on my phone i've been playing that on and off for four years so i've got a lot of time invested in that so you know it's one of those games i don't just like kick to the wayside have you, have you paid for it have you put any yeah absolutely it? <laughs> yeah, if i didn't then i wouldn't be playing it yeah probably. no yeah exactly that's what they get you. that's how they get you yeah i usually i'll download games and i'll play them for a little bit until you get to the spot where it's just like you yeah. have to pay to kind yeah of you know progressing. if i toss in like five bucks and i stop playing it it's not that big of a deal because i always equate things like that to like a pack of cigarettes i'd buy a pack of cigarettes smoke them and just throwing the shit out the window so if 
Probably can throw five bucks on Candy Crush or whatever. Yeah. I do. I forget <laughs> what the, the game. I think it was called Gardenscapes. Yeah, I played that. I dude, I put, I put a little, bit, yeah. a little money into that one. And, and you <laughs> know, I'm not really good at it. Though. And that's you know, same with Call of Duty. You know, on uh, PC or console, like I've put a couple bucks into it. To where it's made me like I kind of want to still play it, but it's like, that I have never done. I've never paid for anything. I've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. I've I've bought in the season pass. I've bought in a couple coins to get like, uh, mm-hmm. um, like a camouflage or uh, like a gun or, a something. or something. Yeah, but I usually, I think I've only maybe like thirty bucks outside of the actual like battle pass, mm-hmm. and that was like. You know, 500 coins here, whatever. I got the battle pass once, but that was because I had enough XP points yeah, to get it. Yeah, and, so. then it, and then throughout that, you can always accumulate enough to re-up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that'll be the two, three. Um, when I can... I, I come up with stuff to make a lot in my head, and um, it's hard to make a lot of stuff because Jenny and the kids, they, they're pretty simple, basic when it comes to food you know the hamburger helper macaroni and cheese like uh, but i get the kids they're kids you know so they're, they're not gonna try some you know pesto chicken a, or extensive <laughs> <palettes> yet. yeah <laughs> yeah lincoln's not over there asking uh, me for uh, where's my andouille sauce yeah. <laughs> throwing the italian where's my uh, stuff where's at? the gabagoo um but i like to actually like make something out of nothing i like to go into my cabinets and just whip just something, something up from scratch yeah yeah because yeah, as long as there's some type of protein i can usually whip something up mm-hmm. um that'd be the the third just the the solo cooking a lot of my stuff really involves is obviously being alone to relax mm-hmm. um so those that'd be three four i really liked to drive um by myself <laughs> sometimes in silence too um dude i yeah i have those days for sure it's just like you just gotta hit the road just gotta get on the road and just drive yeah i like taking the the fucking road i don't forget what the road is but the road that goes all the way down the lake on the east side oh yeah i can't i want to say like like drive because that sounds so easy but yeah. i don't think it is no i don't think it is either but either way that's that's one of my humble something like that over uh, there no no no. It's in that area, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's east side, east side proper. Right. But yeah, that's the road that I, if I got to go take a drive, I'm going down there. That's why I was like, I, when I worked at the liquor store with Chris, which I might have to start working there again, because <laughs> like, everybody's quitting. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, if, every time I'd come home, I'd always take that back down. It's always nice. Sorry, keep going. That's number four. And two more. Um, number five. To relax. Uh, I want to say camping, but I never relax when I go camping. <laughs> um, no, like if you fucking go with the right people, if you got yeah, the family, then yeah, yeah, it's yeah under certain relaxing. circumstances, yeah, camping you're can be really relaxing. Boys, and or you're going with a big group, and you just got your tent. It's just you. Yeah, I would say camping. Then I guess if I'm, you know, probably going camping by myself, <laughs> bring the dog what or something. Uh, and the last one, one of my favorite ways was just to play Skyrim. Um, mm-hmm. Just video games in general. Yeah, I, I mean, Skyrim was but the yeah. easiest because you just submerge into the character and it's, you know, 
in that first person, so all you see is like your shield and your yeah. sword, and you're just beating on and people. It's and such a huge fucking game, yeah, dude. yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah, like it's such a massive world. Like if you it take it'll take. It takes forever to run. So Dude, like, that's what I'm you, saying. But, man. like, if you've never been to the place, you got to run there or take your horse or whatever. And then you can teleport, you know, or fast travel, fast they call travel. it. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, definitely Skyrim to just submerge yourself in the uh, mm-hmm. in the nothingness of mm-hmm. a total imagined, imaginative world. Earth, man. Yeah. Hell, yeah. I like it. Hell, yeah, brother. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, what do you got for me there, Buckshot? Hang on, let me grab my fucking water. You can ask the question. All right, so for you, Garrett, your question is, what were your top six favorite jobs? Ooh, my top six favorite jobs. Well, let's go. All right, number one, hands down, CMP. I'm wearing the fucking tank top right now. CMP Tactical Laser Tag was without doubt the funnest fucking job that I've ever had in my entire life. It's laser tag. It's laser tag, right? But it's tactical laser tag. So it's not like your everyday fucking laser tag. And if you guys don't know or have never heard of CMP, uh, as my illustrious uh, esteemed colleague, Mr. Nick Markey, would say, stick a quarter in your ass because you done played yourself. It was it was the best, dude. It was the best. Me, you, Peering, Gunnarsson, Bill. Uh, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, dude. We all fucking started going there. And then it was just like. You could see who was serious about it, and then like everybody else just kind of fell off. But like we were doing tournaments, and then and then it was just like I found out that they were fucking hiring, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta ask!" So I fucking asked them to to give me a fucking interview or not an interview, but a, an application. Fucking got hired basically on the spot. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> when he takes you out into the back and <laughs> shows you where the wild thing goes. Mm-hmm. Miles was always good shit though. Two miles, yeah. I miss that fucking guy. That's what I'm saying. We, it was just that, that that job really showed me a lot too, and it's so funny because it was you know it's laser tag, so it's just like how can you be serious about a job for laser tag? Yeah. I fucking started as a ref, moved to senior ref, moved to like assistant GM to GM. Like uh, that was like the first time I'd ever really progressed. Of a new location, not the yeah, one in yeah, Milwaukee. No, yeah, I relocated. I relocated to another state to run that establishment. And that shit was so much fun. It's the best when you're the boss. <laughs> oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, we used to have so much fun. Just like slow days, fucking sniper battles from fucking end to end of the arena, fucking nerf battles, <laughs> fucking just not just nonstop, nonstop fucking shenanigans. God, that fucking car alarm. I guarantee he's getting picked up. Yeah, he probably want to close that one. <laughs> I think it made it worse. Yeah. Just isolated it. Okay. Oh, there you go. You can open that back up now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, right. someone closer starts up. <laughs> Wait, that's my car. <laughs> um, but yeah, CMP tactical laser take. That definitely takes a cake. That was the best, the best, the best. Um, the second funnest job I would have to say when I worked at Toyota. When I worked at the dealership as a lot attendant, mm-hmm. uh, it was brainless work. You're just moving cars from here to here. Like they have an auxiliary lot, and then they have the actual lot on the dealership, like the dealership lot. And essentially, your job as a car porter was to like, if somebody was looking at this car, but just like, I want to see it in that fucking navy blue or whatever that other color, just like, 
go take this one. Ball boy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> basically, basically, it's just like, hey, I need you to go take this car over there and bring this one back, okay? And it was super, super easy because then, like, when it wasn't busy, like, you could just go chill at the fucking auxiliary lot and, like, you know, kind of organize the cars. <laughs> no, I'm fucking organizing my nap. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm fucking... I'm passed out. You did it was so funny, too. Like, I would organize the cars, but just to organize it for me to fucking provide myself a better hiding spot. <laughs> I'd park all the trucks in one spot and hide this little compact right in the middle. <laughs> I'd fucking be out for hours, bro. <laughs> and they, oh my God. One time I almost got caught. One time. One time. Uh, but then, yeah, and then there would be the, the dealer, the dealer trades where, like, you'd take a car from the dealership up here down to a dealership in Chicago do the same thing just swap the car and bring it back so that that's i you know ironically enough that's where like my love of podcasts really started to flourish because yeah, i had so time. much time in the car so i was just like you know what yeah let's give him a shot we'll give him a try and then yeah i just I fell in love with podcasts right then and there so yeah definitely the the car the lot attendant at, at um at toyota that was dope um you know as much as it sucked we did have some fun working for my dad you know, there were some really great times, some really great stories, some really good laughs, some really fucking just cool things. And, you know, since it was my dad's company, you just kind of mm-hmm. you kind of have to do it. But the fact that, like, you know, you worked with me for a summer, like mm-hmm. that was dope. That was dope. Not, not many people can do that shit, man. And you were you fucking hung. We both barely just barely made it. By, I think most it. most mornings though we were like hung over. Oh think, yeah, though. absolutely. We're bu- but volleyball night, fuck, we're twenty three and <laughs> yeah, fucking dude. just yeah, yeah, just waiting to do it again that night. Can't like, do oh it now. Hell no, not a chance. You know, there's crazy people that do. I know. There's crazy people that are. They're called alcoholics. The yeah, I know yeah, one. Dog. Yeah, dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, fucking working for my dad. That was that was kind of fun. Um, I just remember all the shit talk between the Masons and the laborers and it's just like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. And just Tyler was the best. He was the best, but he was also one of the nicest guys. Oh, of course. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, I like bill bill. Yeah. He yeah, was good. Shit bill too. Was good. Hell yeah. That uh, those crew, that crew that was there at the Bristol house. It was, uh, Paul, it was Paul Tyler. Dave, is that his name? With the gla- or Mike Dave, yep, Dave, with the glasses. Yep, yep, yep. Dave. And then uh, Andy. Mm-hmm. Berghaus, yep. He'd be out there. And then, and then uh, us two knuckleheads. And then who was the... I the, think Jeff was there The skinny guy that uh, with the dark hair that oh, always... Oh, was his name? Big fucking nose. Yeah, yeah. And oh, he always man. he was always working or talking with Tyler like down the same yeah, side dude, all the I time. I can't remember what his fucking I forget it, too. Dude, it's been years. But yeah, it was... Yeah. They were, they were a good crew. I mean, shit, they'd been working for my dad for fucking 20-plus years. So right, like, so they had their chemistry they already. The like, yeah, they had, that was their crew. They could do their shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, definitely working for my dad. Is that three? Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I suppose when I started getting into sales, it was pretty fun because, like, I got – you know, I got pretty good at it. I got – It's a new exciting promotion. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the money was – the money when you're good at it and you're it's actually a new you're thing really you're good making some money doing, yeah. yeah you just it's fun it's fun. yeah you and start like you're doing the fucking you're wearing suits and shit every day yeah, like yeah. wolf of wall street yeah, i see it basically yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i've seen boiler room dude <laughs> you know, always be closing bitch <laughs> um but yeah no it's it's fun just because like it really showed me like what i was capable of like as far as like earning money 
without having to break my back. Like, yeah. just like I could use my fucking brain. I can use my mouth. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, but like I can talk to people and make money, good money. So like, that was fun. The challenge of like, you know, when you'd get that bite, because like the sales that I was doing, it's not your conventional, like, like when I worked at MetLife, like that was like cold calling, fuck, cold calling like a motherfucker, dude. Like basically I have the fucking phone with the headset on and just fucking click, hang up. Next number, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we noticed that you, <laughs> you signed off on this little disclaimer, Larry, whatever it is. Check the box kind of thing. Just like, oh, are you still interested in the policy and blah, blah, blah? Yeah, that shit sucked. That sucked. But that was cool, too, because, like, I was working for, like, my girlfriend at the time. Her sister's husband, like, owned that, that MetLife, MetLife office. So, like, for fucking doming on the pens and just, like, in the office and shit, like, that was a cool gig, too, and that was even better money because that was, like, real insurance money. But that was a motherfucker. I had to get my property and casualty fucking license. You know how fucking hard it is to do that? No, I didn't do it. It's fucking difficult. I failed the first two times. <laughs> like, dude. And after you fail on the third time, like, you have to wait, like, X amount of fucking months before you can go uh, back. So, yeah, I would imagine that. I was want someone super, just constantly doing super it. Super nervous, but I passed that third time, and I got that shit. I was so proud of myself. But, uh, but yeah, when I was doing the... The direct TV stuff that's like it's different. Like everybody's seen it when you go to like uh Menards. Walgreens or Walmart or Menards, exactly. That was my fucking domain, man, it was Menards. Hey, how you doing? You guys hear about the fucking promotion today, huh? <laughs> no, yep. Yeah. Come on, come here. Let me show you something real quick. I like I got really good at that shit. And I got promoted a corporate trainer, like probably within like five months, I think. Like five five or six months. And then it was just like, you know, you'd flown out to Texas for this convention. It's just like. Hot as shit. And you're fucking in this monkey suit, dude, (laughs) this whole day. But luckily, you know, at the Gaylord in Austin uh, or Dallas. Yeah. No, in Dallas. Yeah, it's in Dallas. Uh, It's like a five-star fucking hotel. And that was was just fun. Because then we would do like, we'd have the, the group nights where Joey would just, uh, you know, just slap the card down and just be like, all right, guys. Have fun. <laughs> and it was just like, hell yeah, bro. Let me get fucking two doubles. So like, <laughs> no, I'm going to go bowling. I'm going to fucking do this. We're going to go top golf. <laughs> it was dope. It was super fun. So definitely working at South Chicago Marketing. What's up, Joey? Joey Pavone Jr. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, MetLife was cool just because it was just chill. It was just a real chill job. It was like it was repetitive as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But like, ooh, when you would fucking land that shit and you do the math real quick on your computer, just like. That's <laughs> made $1,500 just right now. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> and that's why people do that. Yeah, dude, you think- it is really good money. But it's it's there's a, there's so much more to it than just fucking making phone calls. Oh, I'm sure. It's ridiculous. I'm sure. Like I said, just getting your license to do to make the phone calls is a fucking pain in the ass. And but then it's worth it when you see like you, uh, fifteen hundred was just a, an example. But I mean to to do that even just on one a week, a lot of people break their backs consistently to do that and biweekly. Even close that. Yeah. Exactly. Dude. Yeah, it was, exactly. I'd get that commission check. I only got two commission checks with MetLife before I quit, uh, which was so fucked. <laughs> so fucked. Dude, I spent all that time. I spent all that time getting my property and casualty fucking license, and then I worked that job for like two months, and I was like, job peace. Sucks. Peace. No, it, it wasn't that the job sucked. It was just like I was coming back to Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. That was at that, so was was that, that like, time. Yeah, dude, I can't work. I'm not working for you anymore. I broke up with Sarah, and I was just like, fuck this. 
not gonna come work and be awkward. She walks in, fucking come see her sister or something. No, no. you know that would have happened. Of course, it would have happened. No, 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 no. Thank you. Um, but yeah, do those commission checks. I got that second one. It was just like, <laughs> wait, I can get two a balls now. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> straight up, bro. And yeah, I, like luckily, I was kind of like coming out of my fucking haze. So you only needed the two, man. No, I wasn't doing it anymore <laughs> at that point. At that point, no. That's why, like, I will say it for sure to this day that Sarah, Sarah Davis, she fucking saved my life. Because, yeah, I fucking, whew, I was pretty bad with the old Booger Sugar back in the day. And, uh, and yeah, <laughs> fucking, and, yeah, Chris, that guy would just fucking, <sighs> there's just so much of it. Either way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last but not least, number six, my favorite job, just because, motherfuckers, it's going to be a goddamn job. Is playing music. It's playing in reflection, man. Uh, like I said, things are ramping up in a way that we're hopefully by the end of this year we're gonna see if whether or not we can really can really be a sustainable machine. And if it goes as well as the first two shows that we played, like this upcoming weekend, we got Wasco's uh, Wisconsin Northern Wisconsin Metal Fest. Uh, dude, if we can make as much as we did in Toledo. If not more, like I know for a fact we're going to be profitable. Mm. And then in which case, you won't fucking see me anymore. <laughs> we'll be doing this remotely because I'll be on the fucking road. I'll be on the road. So definitely Reflection of Flesh, that's my favorite. When that's would that favorite. be starting possibly? You know, I can't really talk about it right now because like, we're still confirming a few things. Mm-hmm. But um, That's not something that would happen in 2021. No, 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 no. No, yeah, this would be 20. 2022 for sure okay for sure but yeah that would be uh that would be my six that was a good question that was a good little rundown memory lane dude i miss i dude i miss some i was kind of waiting for the tko days for me you billy and bobby bro i totally forgot about tko (laughs) fuck met life no i'm I'm sitting here thinking this whole time like he's gonna say bro i totally forgot that we all worked at that place Holy sh! Well, that dude, that was where the fucking schwa days, bro. That's an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck switch! Whoa, whoa! I do that a lot at work now at Quad. I say that all the fucking six time. o'clock in the morning, twenty <sighs> or so dude. grown men just switch, <laughs> stretching, stretch them out, stretch them out. Very important. You fucking Mike with that big ass. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> Half the fucking tin of dip in his fucking lip. Just, just fucking letting him man. Jesus Christ, bro. You're right, though. I can't believe I didn't think of that, man. Yeah, TKO, Forefront, eng- or what is it? Forefront, forefront uh, Engineered, I think. Something like that. It's Forefront, but TKO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. TKO. Oh, so it's Forefront is the company, but TKO is making the doors because the they make the overhead doors. Yeah. So that was their part because I know there's – a forefront Muskego right by the police station. Mm-hmm. That's they do. They make like the cushions for when the semis back up mm-hmm. for padding. Mm-hmm. And I've, they have a specific name mm-hmm. too. Yep. No. Yeah. I, it's really ironic too. Cause all the doors that are at quad are from TKO. TKO nice. Yeah. yeah. We might've made them. I, that was straight up. I've said that to people <laughs> so many times. Just like, I probably made these doors. You know that? <laughs> Go uh, up to them. Still good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made these. Yeah, these are definitely mine. <laughs> Look. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is definitely bad. I remember how I used to cut the little seal. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. But yeah, that was fun. I, having the fucking Mario Brothers fucking call-outs for when Kendall would be walking down the fucking, walking down the shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby. Bobby, booby. I, miss Bobby. I don't think I've seen him since then. Dude, straight up. I think I bumped into Bobby maybe once. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Was he at uh, Bill's Halloween party two years ago? No. No? I don't or think so. It was, th- was it two or three years ago? Three years ago. That's crazy. Three years ago, and I still remember every Halloween a picture of Bill in that fucking that bike outfit. outfit. Yeah, it was fucking. I mean, he would have gone fast if he had actually gone pedaling. <laughs> fucking Bill, we got to get that fucking cockshiner on here. And that's why he won't be on here is because because <laughs> <laughs> he already knows we're just gonna talk shit about him the whole time. Nah, we won't. Just for a little bit, Bill. Just for a little bit. Um, Honestly, I don't think I would. I think no, I yeah, we'd be respectable. Yeah, I mean, nice little ribs, but I was gonna uh, say you said you kept fucking set the tone. You throw out a couple of jabs, but keep it nice. Yeah, yeah, not too Uh, spicy. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's the six pack for the week, y'all. Let's uh, keep the rig rolling. Move right swiftly into our next segment. One of my favorites, the Master Milkers, mysterious (gasps) mystery. Alrighty, so how the Master Milker's Mysterious Mystery segment works. Uh, the Master Milker over here is fucking bananas into anything UFO related, conspiracy related, uh, uh, paranormal, ooh, excuse me, paranormal activity related. Anything of the sort, Mike is about that fucking live. So we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to let that freak flag fly. So, Mike, what are we talking about this week, buddy? Penhurst Asylum. Yeah, yeah. This is actually one of my suggestions, too. Just because we were kind of talking about Penhurst the other day, which we'll we'll get into why we were talking about it the other day a little bit later here. But, uh, but yeah, it got my fucking it got my noodle cooking, and I wanted to learn a little bit more about Penhurst. Uh, Penhurst State School and Hospital, originally known as the Eastern Pennsylvania State Institution for the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic. That's a fucking, that's a mouthful. Uh, that's what she said, was an institution for mentally and physically uh, disabled individuals of southeastern Pennsylvania located in Spring City. After 79 years of controversy, it closed on December 9th, 1987. The fucking legends were born that year. In 1903, the Pennsylvania legislature legislature, uh, authorized the creation of the Eastern State Institution for the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic, and a commission was organized to take into consideration the number and status of the feeble-minded and epileptic, epileptic, epileptic persons in the state and determine a placement for construction to care for these residents. This commission discovered uh, 1,146 feeble-minded persons in insane hospitals and 2,627 in almshouses. What the fuck is an almshouse? An almshouse is charitable housing provided to people in a particular does my phone particular <laughs> community. They they are often targeted at the poor of a locality at these at those from certain forms of previous employment or their widows and at elderly people who can no longer pay rent and are generally blah 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 blah. Okay. So it fucking sounds like it's ghetto. Um Yeah. Fucking goddamn hairs on my fucking Yeah, more or less the place where they put filter. people that they uh 
they can't take care of themselves yeah, and exactly. society gets them on to take care of them. Okay. So yeah, they got thrown in elm houses, county care hospitals, reformatories and prisons who were in immediate need of specialized institutional care. The legislation stated that the buildings would be in two groups, one for the educational and industrial department and one for the custodial or asylum department. The institution was required to accommodate no fewer than 500 inmates or patients with room for additions. Wesley White, the former president of the American Association of Medical Dosimetrists, uh, was appointed superintendent of the facility. So what I want to get into is some of the controversy. In 1968, conditions were exposed at Pennhurst in a five-part television news report anchored by local WCAW-TV correspondent Bill Baldini in 1981. Well, what the fuck were the... I want to know what the fucking... What, what was exposed? <laughs> a Time magazine... In 1981, a Time magazine article described the place as having a history of being understaffed, dirty, and violent. Okay, now we're talking... In 1983, nine employees were indicted on charges ranging from slapping and beating patients, including some in wheelchairs, to arranging for patients to assault each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the Halderman case, which resulted in the closure of the institution, also detailed widespread patient abuse. So it just sounds like people were just getting beat up. Yeah, this place was poorly ran, um, understaffed, like it... Looking at it, the size of the building itself is very big, and you're putting people in there that have issues and all kinds of, I don't know if it was a bunch of mental illness, but that fucking place, from what I've seen and what's on this article here, mm -hmm. the stuff that's happened there, and this article is from Weird New Jersey, dot com mm -hmm. or weird nj.com one of the guys that's on there or that was part of the team that investigated it and wrote this article mark moran i've i've heard of him and i've seen him on paranormal caught on camera he uh he's pretty familiar with just about every damn thing there is yeah and uh so like for me the the stuff that has happened there i can as a believer, I feel it's pretty credible. And that energy that comes from those kids or the adults being beaten or just the neglect just fuels the shit. There's a couple of these buildings, like the the Limerick building. An apparition of a woman in an old-style nurse's uniform was observed by a firefighter, police officer, and Marine. And they've also caught multiple EVPs there. Uh see the Mayflower building, they see uh, shadow people multiple times, EVPs, and some investigators have been touched there. This was from when these guys all went. So this article, I'll give you the link for this one too, and you can post that on this to go with this. Mm -hmm. There's a lot on here. Because um, that's what I was going to say. I want to get into <clears throat> fucking like the sightings or like what caused the, you know, like, because I'm seeing it just says that there's a lot of a chronic overcrowding and patient abuse, but I don't see anything about like people getting killed or fucking people die. I mean obviously people are dying there it's been open since 1908 but I don't know I thought this was going to be more interesting <laughs> it is it's some of the stuff is it's a lot to talk about and it would more or less be us reading the yeah, entire probably, article yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're just going to let people know about Penhurst mm -hmm. because uh 
the convalescence. Yeah, yeah, that's why we were talking about uh, Penhurst because convalescence they got locked in overnight. Uh, this was what like a month ago, I think, something like that. I just sent you the fucking fucking fuck. Come on. Uh, this was July, July 22nd. So this was like two months ago. Mm-hmm. They went and did that shit, which is awesome. But yeah, they got locked in overnight. They're going to release the episode in October of this year through LTTV. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see that. That looks like fun. But then, yeah, we, you know, we're talking about doing, you know, like talking about Penhurst and stuff. And we go to their fucking website and now it's like turned into a goddamn like. <laughs> it's an like attraction. A haunted, yeah, it's like a haunted house now, though. But I wonder if like the actual paranormal investigations, the overnight ones they have there. Like, I wonder if they're like doing like the haunted house kind of thing uh, or if it's just the walkthrough that's kind of like. the. Haunted no, house I thing. think I think. I don't think it's, they have like actors or anything. I think they're actually. Well, that's what the video. They got the video. There's people fucking. Oh, was there? Yeah, you didn't see the video. No, I didn't. I stopped looking at it after, mm. and I went to look for another article. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's interesting. I mean, I would think that maybe there's. Oh no, because that's that one package. Because you get to do a ghost investigation or a paranormal investigation from eleven to two thirty a.m. I would think that. If I'm paying $129, I'm not paying to have it be fake. Mm-hmm. I would think that I will take my chance at that three, three and a half hours of not finding anything or hearing a fucking thing than for it to be fake. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would be so mad. I would be so, so mad. Like if those guys get some stuff on their on their video and then, you know, they're like, yeah, it's all fake. Oh. <laughs> Come out at the end and just like, yeah, that's Made that shit up. They're probably going to be the scariest looking fucking things in there, man. Because they, they did it all in their fucking corpse paint, too. It was just super cool. Um, but yeah, Penhurst, uh, Penhurst Asylum. I thought it was going to be a little bit more gnarly. I, I'm telling you, this article that's from Weird New Jersey will will fill up a lot of questions and stuff that people might have for the stuff that we're not able to really tell them. Because Shame of Pennsylvania. I mean, <laughs> it's history and horror. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. This will be a way better article. Yeah. Is it raining? Uh, no. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Ah, fucking hell. But do you, um, do you scroll down a little bit and you see the size of this? I see like it's the not whole, even just one building. It's a the, yeah. I see the whole campus. It's like a college. Yeah, it's it's a campus. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. F- looks like f- at least fifteen buildings. Now imagine all them people that you got stuffed in there, all the bad things that are happening, all the neglect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the fact that this is all connected by tunnels. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe so. This was on Ghost Adventures, and if this is the one I'm thinking of, there is a. Two, and I think it's one of this, these first buildings in the center of the picture here that there's a lady that had basically just hopped right over the, the edge straight down her death, like three, four, four stories or something like Jesus that. <clears throat> and now... Okay, yeah, now, now it's starting to make a little bit more sense. So, yeah, definitely this will get posted for everybody to, to read. And it's... The history of Penhurst is actually it's pretty dark, pretty pretty terrible. 
and wouldn't be surprised if you know that's why you don't find a lot of stuff on it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they like to people like to bury that stuff. Uh, you gotta really do some real digging, and I mean to to really do something justice like this, you would have to to be spend time to on it. Yeah. yeah, we should do this, man. I'd totally be down with doing this. Yeah, I would. Hell yeah. I've yeah, I absolutely to would. Do something like, dude, dude, that was one of my favorite <clears throat> fucking shows back on MTV, man. Back in the day when MTV was still fucking cool, there was a show called Fear. It was just called Fear. And what they would do is they would get a group of people and they would just send them out to like some fucking random haunted place, supposedly haunted place, with their own cameras, their own equipment, all their own shit. They're out there by themselves. And it's just like you have to go do these certain tasks throughout these haunted houses or haunted places. And if you could do it, you would win money. But it's just like, dude, you're, you're sitting literally like one of the tasks. You, you have to go to the fucking to the electric chair chamber of the prison. You have to sit in the electric chair for four hours. Like, dude, like bro. Come on, like, man. Dude, four hours. Bro, like, like, that's a long time. And you just got the fucking walkie. Like, I'm telling you. And it's just like they tell you, like, you can't talk. You can't talk to the, like, the, the dispatch guy because, like, there's always somebody that has to hang back to, like, like watch the footage and everything to kind of tell you which way to go because mm-hmm. that's the other thing they don't there's no map they don't give you a fucking map they give you a fucking head camera with a flashlight and then they got the vest that has the camera that's pointing up at your face Shoo go on and this your, is 20 years ago way. now Dude, right yeah, hell yeah so this is at least 20 years ago the little camera on the side of your head is Fucking probably like a little handheld recorder. Yeah, yeah, for real. For real, man. With the headset for the microphone, with the radio. Dude, that was my shit, man. I would love to watch those episodes again. I wonder where I can find those. I wonder if I can find them on YouTube. What were they on, Nickel? Oh, you said MTV? MTV, yeah. Whoever owns MTV. That streaming giant probably has it. I don't even know if anybody... I'm sure somebody... There's a media company that owns MTV. It's probably like... Warner Brothers or MTV Fear, Fox or some no shit. shit, hell yeah, they came back out. Hell yeah, they're mm. all on fucking YouTube. But yeah, I'm definitely watching <coughs> these. Fuck yeah. But yeah, that's just fuck. That's what I'm saying. That's how you gotta do it, man. And fucking nowadays, people don't know. People don't know. I, I, would, don't know. I would definitely do it. There's there's other places that are um, just as bad, closer, mm-hmm. if not worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked Jenny if she ever wanted to go to the property where the demon house is, was in Indiana, in Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Zach bulldozed it to the ground, but he kept the stairs that went to the basement, to the dirt floor, and he took the dirt that was underneath it, and he's got it in his museum. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. That doorway's Why? T- Doorway's still open, I'm telling Why? you. Why? Fucking fill that shit in with concrete, man. <laughs> fucking lock it up, dude. We gotta fucking lock it up. Maybe that's what the mafia was doing. Maybe they were actually like demon hunters, and they figured that if they sealed the body with the demon in cement, the demon couldn't get out. Maybe they were doing the God's work. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're doing God's work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. couple of little... Mafia Archangels? I don't know. Yeah, 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 who knows? You know, I'm sure there's a movie like that over there in Italy, though. Right. I'll bet you. Oh, my goodness. Was it like Mama Mia's Angels or something? <laughs> <laughs> Probably what it'd be called. Uh, that's funny. Have the cast from Mama Mia. Right. 
Mamma Mia. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's round that note. Let's Here I go up. again. <laughs> let's wrap this up. Mama. Uh, Pulling fucking, concrete on this guy. Oh my god, he really is in it now. That's because it was a prior song. So I mean, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Facebook.com slash dipping milk and cookies. Go like, share, rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I am at the cookie comma one on Twitter. Mike is at the master milker, respectively. Um, any content, comments, concerns, rude remarks, anything in the store, anything you want to send. Uh, send that to dipping milk and cookies at gmail.com or through direct messages on Instagram and Facebook. Patreon.com slash dipping milk and cookies. Go become a patron. Show some support, y'all. Amanda, Mackenzie, Marcus, again, you the true heroes. Thank you for your continued support, you guys. That's really fucking awesome. Yes, uh, thank you. We really do appreciate that. Uh, go to the website, dippingmilkandcookie.com. Put some foot traffic through there. Just go, you know, go click on a link. Go push on a tab, you know, do whatever you got to do. Just go click on something in there. It really does help out. Uh, and your reviews. I keep forgetting to say that. Make sure you guys are reviewing, 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 reviewing. Leave those five-star five star reviews. Even if you don't, like you, you don't, like I said before, you don't even have to say anything. Just leave five stars, man. Like Four is fine, too. That, you know, that, well, no, I want five. Don't be lazy. Uh, but, but, yeah, just any review, man. Like, seriously, it really does help out quite a bit. Um... Yeah, and again, I want to apologize for everybody who's made it this far. Again, the beginning of the episode was very unorthodox, and I just I had to get that off my chest. I apologize again, but uh, but yeah, I just I can't I can't stand fucking liars. I used to be that guy. I used to be that guy that had the fucking web of lies going all the time, and it's a horrible way to live your life. And I just I couldn't sit on that anymore because that's all that is. It's just a bunch of bullshit. It's all a bunch of bullshit. So, again, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Uh, but, yeah, that won't be talked about again. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing else. You got anything there, bud? No, man. I'm good. Perf. All right, guys. Until next time, thanks for listening. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. Wash your motherfucking hands. Uh, until next week, I love you, buddy. Love you too, man. All right, people. Bye-bye. Later. <laughs>